storylines, matchups, and keys to victory. Everything you need to know about this weekend's divisional round matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers on this crossover Thursday episode on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? What's up, Ramily? I'm David Harrison, co-host of the Locked On Bucks podcast on Twitter at dharrison82. I'm spending this Thursday with Travis Rogers, the brand new host of the Locked On Rams podcast. Find me on Twitter again at dharrison82. Find Travis at Travis Rogers. The shows are at Locked On Bucks and at Locked On Rams. That was very awkward for me to say, Travis, but you know what? I have to give myself a little bit of credit. I I routinely forget to ask what the other other fan base calls themselves before a crossover. This is the first time I've actually done it. So I have to believe it's your arrival to the network uh, that has made me actually get better at my job. This episode of Your Favorite Locked On podcast is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's NFL playoffs. Travis, again, welcome. Thank you for for joining me on this crossover Thursday. Uh, first of all, I mean, let's give the listeners. Some of your listeners have already started to get familiar with you, but let's give Bucks yeah. listeners a little bit. They, they're used to Sosa Cremendez, and we love Sosa, but it's a new day. Let's give them your background because it's it's very impressive. We're very excited to have you on the network. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, this is actually my second stint with Locked On. I was I did yeah. this at the very very beginning, so this is exciting to be back at. Uh, it looks a lot different than when I last left. You guys yeah, have done does. an amazing job, and uh, I, I am thrilled to be back. No, I, um, I'm a radio guy by trade. I've been in the radio business for, I, I don't like to say this too loud because it makes me feel old, uh, for 27 years. So I've been doing this for, for a long time. Um, I've done every Rams pre-half and post-game show since the Rams have returned to Los Angeles. So I have been with this team for a, a very long time. Um, I've enjoyed every minute of it along the way, maybe a little bit less so the Jeff Fisher years. Certainly mm. Sean McVay has made it uh, fantastic along the way. And here we go again into, into the second round of the playoffs. And, and it's a perfect time to jump in. And I am incredibly stoked to be here. Absolutely. So not only are you, I guess, new, right? Sort of new to the Locked On Rams podcast. You're also the godfather of the Locked On Rams yeah, podcast. Right. That's what uh, we call Greg Allman, uh, the godfather of the Locked On Bucks podcast, the uh, the reporter now for The Athletic. He was the original host of this show back in those okay. days. Uh, we call them pre-revenue days now. That's what we call them. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I remember now. the most. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, here at the network. But some good things coming for both these teams, obviously, in the final four of the NFC. Uh, and that's exactly where the Rams wanted to be at this point in time selling literally their entire future to be here right now. So far, it's working out. But Travis, what is the main storyline for these Los Angeles Rams heading into Raymond James Stadium this weekend? Well, I think the number one thing for the Rams is to do what they did when they played each other in week three, to do what they've done when, whenever anybody has had any sort of success against Tom Brady. And there's not a ton of it. I mean, we all know Tom Brady's resume. It, it speaks for itself. But when there has been success playing against him, it's pressure up front. It's yeah. making him move. It's making him feel uncomfortable in the pocket. I, I think that's at the number the, the number one thing for me. Thankfully, Aaron Donald is wearing a Rams uniform. Leonard Floyd is wearing a Rams uniform. Uh, Von Miller uh, it looks far more comfortable than he did uh, when he first got here. It, it yeah. looks like he's finally grasping what it is that Raheem Morris has, has, has put in uh, and, and looks very comfortable. So 
as far as the number one thing that the Rams need to do, in my opinion, is get pressure on Brady, and they got the right guys to do it. I, it. Obviously, Brady and Kyler Murray are very different quarterbacks, but from the opening snap of that wild card game, Kyler Murray was running for his life from those yeah. guys. And if they can get even a fraction of the pressure on Brady that they got on Murray, I think that's number one for the Rams. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And I think, you know, a lot of Bucks people, a lot of media people, fans, of course, they wanted the Arizona Cardinals. And I, and I kind of said on Twitter, it's like, well, of course you want the Arizona Cardinals. They're the worst team out of the NFC in this playoffs. Everybody wants the Arizona Cardinals, but that's why they're going home is because of that fact. And then you look at this Rams pass rush and then the timing of it. The Buccaneers have been have been hit by penal or by penalties, by injuries all all year long. The offensive line has been the only unit that really kind of stayed away from that injury buck. They lose Tristan Wirfs in the wild card round. Ryan Jensen. Also gets injured. He he played through the entire game, you know, and, and all those things. But still, you have that concern, uh, especially with you know, if you're if you're all pro right tackle can't play, then that automatically shifts help to that side of the field or that line of the line of scrimmage. And any more any more help you have to shift to the perimeter only works to weaken the middle. So it's definitely a bad situation, and that is the biggest storyline uh, facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the health of those two guys specifically on Wednesday. The Buccaneers didn't practice; it was just a walkthrough. Uh, but, you know, they still put out the injury report as if mm -hmm. what would have happened had they had a practice. Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirfs, both DNPs, not participating. Uh, Tristan, from from all accounts, wasn't even on the field. So you assume mm -hmm. he was probably in the facility getting treatment on yeah. that ankle, hopefully going to be able to step on that. But outside of that, you also have injuries to Cyril Grayson Jr., who stepped up in the absence of Antonio Brown, Brashad Perryman, who's had his uh, really his only good football film as an NFL player is with the Buccaneers. Ronald Jones, the backup slash potential starting running back, depending on Leonard Fournette. And then Sean Murphy Bunting, one of the cornerbacks that would be tasked to go out there and protect against Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. So not just the fact that the Buccaneers are dealing with a very long list of injuries, but the injuries that they happen to be uh, dealing with also working against their chances in this uh, th in this rivalry. How big of a bump? Like, let's say, you know, right now, right now, the line, I think, is still Tampa Bay favored by three, which I think some people are actually a little bit surprised that it's even that high. If mm -hmm. Jensen and Wirfs, if you're if you're an odds maker, if you're if you're a bookmaker, if Jensen and Wirfs or at, at, at best case scenario, if Wirfs can't go, but Jensen is fine. How much do you think that 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 missing piece for the Buccaneers shifts this matchup? I think it's huge. I mean, when, when you look at with the strength of the Rams defense is their front. Right. Aaron Donald can have you and me on both sides of him. And that's still mm. a strength of the defense. He's Aaron Donald. And we've been playing, you know, we've gotten to see him his, his entire time that he's been here in Los Angeles. And it really is fun to watch him. I know, I know that, you know, obviously we follow the ball and everything, but if you take a minute or two to watch a player two here or there and just watch 99 do what he does. Yeah. He's extraordinary. He makes things happen on the other side of the field because of something he did at the line of scrimmage. Um, I think it's a big deal because of him. Greg Gaines has been really good in the middle. He's he's not a name that we talk about a lot because they have mm -hmm. all of the the Millers and Ramseys and and Donalds along the way. But Greg Gaines has been very very good for them and allowed Donald to kind of move around the line of scrimmage and and do what he does. Um, the weakness of the Rams defense is the next level. Uh, you know, other than Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams has had a, a couple of pretty nice seasons in a row. He's done a good job on the opposite corner. But they just pulled Eric Weddle out of mothballs. Like, I mean, lit literally last week. He had not played in two years, yeah. and they had to call him, and he played. I mean, it wasn't like he just had his shoulder pads on on the side and had a really good seat. He played. Um, yeah. He knows football really well. He's an experienced player. But I think Tom Brady knows that they've got a guy out there that has not played NFL football for a while. He's going to be able to take advantage of that. Um, to to your, your original question about what has it changed – 
if they can get that pressure, the Weddle parts, the Taylor Rapp maybe or may not be back from a concussion. You've got uh, Jordan Fuller, who's down on IR. He got hurt at the last final game of the season. So the, the safety position is very, very thin for the Rams. If they can protect Tom Brady for the normal amount of time, it doesn't have to be an extraordinary amount, just the normal mm-hmm. amount of time. That's Tom Brady back there, and yeah. he's going to find the spot. He, he's going to know what to do with it. So getting some pressure on him, and if that means that it's a couple of the starters, one of the starters is down or maybe not quite healthy, that's a huge difference. I, I'll very quickly, David, go back to a year ago when the Rams were in the divisional round against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald was hurt. Yeah. You know, and 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 it, it's just a totally different deal. That, that yep. Without him able to get pressure the way that he does – everything else becomes so much more difficult. And if you can, I don't think anybody's going to win against Aaron Donald on a consistent basis, but if you can get to a draw or close to it with him, and especially if Tom Brady's the guy back behind the, that offensive line, I think it, I think it's a huge difference. If, if they're somewhere between average to less than that, I think that changes the line. I think that changes the scope of the game. I think it changes everything that goes along with it. If they're average or better, it's Tom Brady. And, and I, I keep coming back to that because as a Rams fan, as a football fan, everybody that isn't a Patriot fan or a, or a Tampa Bay fan, it's like you see that guy walk into the building. It's like, oh, boy, you know, <laughs> OK, OK, you know, buckle up. And you can beat him, but you got to play really, really well to do it. He's right. not going to give you anything. And, and I think, you know, Kyler Murray gave the Rams a couple of things. You're not going to get that from Tom Brady. Yeah, absolutely. At least, especially not on a normal day. It's very abnormal for Tom Brady uh, to give anything. And I think Buccaneers fans, uh, you know, with Vita Vea, Vita, not quite Aaron Donald level, obviously, just yet in his career. Uh, but again, you take Vita Vea out of the middle of that defensive line, and it's a whole other ball game. So Bucks fans can definitely uh, relate to that. And whoever's on the field, everybody's going to be looking for an edge against the opponent, trying to get to the next round of the playoffs, of course. And then in the betting realms we're all looking for an edge these days and we want to thank onlinegambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast if you don't already know onlinegambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs they're providing you with the best nfl tips news and more to help you make your bets as informed as ever last week they asked us to make our super bowl predictions i took bills versus bucks that was my preseason prediction i'm sticking with it until it's dead this week's the experts at onlinegambling.com sent in the challenge of picking our divisional round upsets and underdog that in our opinion could pull off a huge victory. Travis, I'm going Niners over Packers. I think that's a dangerous, dangerous matchup. I don't know that I'll predict in my official predictions, the Niners will beat the Packers, but if I see an upset happening, especially on the NFC side of things, I think Niners over Packers is possible. What's your favorite uh, upset matchup for this weekend? I want that one to pop. I, I, that, I, I'm with you on that, David, for a couple of different reasons that, you know, obviously I, we're both hoping that our team is playing in the next round as well. But right. I would much rather go back to SoFi Stadium and play the 49ers than go up to Lambeau Field and take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So I, I, I'm with you on that. As far as, you know, right. underdogs and hitting, the Rams are a pretty good underdog pick. You know, we talked about that number right there. Um, they're 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 a good team. They, I, I've been saying this has been the, the rub for the Rams all season. They're mm-hmm. good enough to beat anybody, and mm-hmm. they're also that team that every time you walk out there, you're not quite exactly sure what it is that you're going to get from the quarterback. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, buyer beware for sure. Yeah, Matt's been a little bit less consistent this season. I think a lot of people were expecting. If you out there are thinking about backing an underdog in the divisional round, make sure you head to onlinegambling.com before you do. Onlinegambling.com gives betters the edge by providing the best and most trusted information to help you make the best decision possible before placing your bet, including their OG tips section where you see their underdog picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the playoffs. 
Make sure you visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the boast of this year's NFL playoffs. Thanks for making the Locked On Bucks and Locked On, Locked on Rams your first listen or view every single day. If you're joining us on YouTube, obviously welcome and uh, congratulations for having to sit through our ugly faces while you watch this. If you're joining us on the audio platform, whatever audio platform you are, we appreciate you as well. A big announcement, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show podcast is going on the road to Los Angeles. Travis will be in your neck of the woods for Super Bowl week. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show today to the most comprehensive coverage of the big game it's free and available on all platforms. Travis, if the Buccaneers go to the Super Bowl, I too will be in your neck of the woods, which is bad news for your fan base. They may ask you to do something to my car, so I will not identify <laughs> what vehicle that is to you. But I mean, you look at the Rams. I mean, if they pull off the upset win, if the 49ers pull off the upset win, all of a sudden the Rams look, I mean, it's a home and home, right? You, you win the NFC Championship, you're, you're, you're the second team in as many years to host and play in the Super Bowl in the NFL. That would be That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm glad that the Bucks uh, cracked the egg for the Rams last year, right? That it had yeah. never <laughs> happened until it happened last year. And, and the Bucks had to be road warriors to get there until they got to the Super Bowl yeah. and they were able to do it. It, it, it kind of comes back to what we were talking about a little bit, that the Rams were in that number two seed going into that final game of the season, right? And, and it had a 17 to nothing lead against San Francisco. And it really did feel like, hey, you might have to leave L.A. once Maybe mm-hmm. you have to go on the road to Green Bay and win this game. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe something crazy will happen and you'll be the home seed. We know what happened from that point. The, the good news is the Rams have actually been a little bit better on the road than they've been at home, and not just mm-hmm. this season. But with Sean McVay, they've been road warriors. They've been really good away from Los Angeles. And, and I don't know what his secret sauce is exactly, but when the Rams go on the road, it is not the, the kiss of death that it has been historically with some other teams. They've been very, very good. Um, even if they have to go into a tough place like Tampa or Green Bay, I, I really do like their chances. Yeah, and if you talk about comfort levels, too, going on the road, I mean, Sean McVay has ties to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization from very early on uh, in his coaching days there with John Gruden when he was coaching the Buccaneers, and then Matt Stafford is a Tampa native. So, I mean, a lot of home cooking going on for the Rams as well. But before they can possibly get to the to the NFC Championship game, they've got to beat the Buccaneers. What key matchups are you looking at from a Rams standpoint that they have to to, to own in this matchup in order to move on? Well, you mentioned his name a second ago, David, Vita Vea. Um, the, the Rams' Achilles heel is right up the middle. When, when the yep. Rams and, – and this is why I don't like the matchup with the Niners. This, this goes all the way back to Danny Hogan in the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots where Bill Belichick – surprise, surprise, realized that, hey, look, where they really, where Jared Goff really struggled, where the Rams really struggled, is when that pressure comes right up the middle and all of a sudden you got to get that guy on the move. We saw it with Tennessee. They did it to the Rams this year. We saw San Francisco do it to them twice this year. They have trouble. Brian Allen, their center, uh, really struggles when that push comes right over his nose. Vita Vea is about as good at that as just about anybody in the league. So I, I think that whether you give him help from one of the guards, whether you figure out a, where you, you do some boots, you do some some rollouts, some things that you can do with Matthew Stafford by design as opposed to by necessity, uh, I, I think is a big deal because when the Rams control the middle of that field, when they control that point of contact right over the center, 
they're really tough to beat. When when they look their worst is when that matchup is not going their way. San Francisco, like I mentioned, the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, Tennessee uh, in particular, that is, that is the matchup that they struggle with. When that goes their way, they're in pretty good shape. When they don't, they really tend to struggle to move the ball through the air and on the ground. So I think that for me, Vita Vea and Brian Allen is the number one matchup that I'm looking at. To, to, to Like I said a minute ago, maybe not win it, Let's let, let, let's fight to a draw, and I think that's a good that's a good it's a good win for the Rams. Absolutely, and I mean, if you look back at the regular season contest between these two teams, Matt Stafford relatively clean for that for that game, and obviously Los Angeles came away uh, with that victory. So something that Todd Bowles, I think, is going to take as a challenge. His pass rush really didn't uh, get a whole lot on Matt Stafford; wasn't really all that effective, and that's kind of what he hangs his hat on. Especially now, it's 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 head coach search season, right? So if he's going to make right. his mark. Uh, on the on the network or the uh, on the nationwide scene and really get his head coaching uh, clout really rolling forward. He needs to get a lot of pressure on Matt Stafford on my side of things on the Buck side of things. I'm looking at the tight ends I'm looking at Rob Gronkowski. And I'm looking at Cam Bray and honestly, even a little bit of OJ Howard and Bucks fans are going to laugh because OJ Howard has basically become a forgotten member of this offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even when Rob Gronkowski was out, it really didn't spark any uh, massive growth from from OJ Howard. And I actually spent two weeks in a row making a bold prediction that OJ Howard was going to have two touchdowns. I'm not going back there <laughs> right now. That's not, it's not what I'm going to do, but I feel like if, if the Rams are going to be bring pressure with Von Miller and Aaron Donald and, and all these guys, I think they're also going to look to get a little bit creative, maybe bring some safeties, bring a corner uh, here and there. But I think what it's going to do is the more aggressive the Rams defense is obviously football one one in aggressive defense opens up the screen pass. It opens up the quick pass, especially over the middle. And when you got a hall of famer, like Rob Gronkowski, and you've got a really solid role player slash starter. I think he's a starting caliber tight end on a lot of teams in Cameron Brate. I think mm-hmm. that's where if you're Tom Brady, you look to kind of get an advantage over this Rams defense, maybe force them to back off a little bit or force those safeties a little bit to cover up a little bit on those tight ends. And maybe you can get Mike Evans on a post or maybe you can get Cyril Grayson if he's healthy enough or maybe John Brown, uh, a sneaky Sneaky addition to this Buccaneers roster, John Brown, who honestly hasn't played football in a very long time either, but he's still got some wheels, getting a little bit of experience in the offense. Not sure if he's actually going to be active. He was protected. Uh, He was a practice squad protection this weekend for the Buccaneers. So we'll see if that leads to an activation uh, like it typically does. But either way, I think those tight ends are going to play a very big role in making this game very interesting. And I think at the end of the day, Travis, I think one thing is going to happen. One side of the ball or the other, whether it's Rams offense, Bucks offense, whatever it is, something weird is going to happen. And how whatever happens with each team, how they rebound or balance things out from that that weird circumstance is really going to be what makes this game or breaks this game for either side. Just like yeah. unusual circumstances, a lot of times in tax season will make or break your taxes. But for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. And I think for teams that want to go to the Super Bowl, you got to take those in stride and you got to turn them into advantages. Maybe our listeners inherited a condo. Maybe they're renting it out Airbnb style. Maybe they're getting paid in crypto. And they're just not sure how to do that with their taxes. For TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Luckily, TurboTax Live can match you with the right expert who has experience in your unique situation and can answer all your tax questions right from your phone or your computer. I did my taxes with TurboTax Live on my cell phone. It was amazing. I was literally sitting in my recliner doing my taxes. It was so easy. It was ridiculous. They can even take care of the whole filing process for you if you like, whether you launch your own startup, you're working multiple jobs, juggling multiple incomes, whatever it is, an experienced TurboTax Live expert can help you during the entire filing process or do your taxes from you start to finish to get you the tax deductions you deserve. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes into it. TurboTax Live.
Final segment here on this crossover Thursday edition of your favorite Locked On podcast show. Travis Rogers of the Locked On Rams podcast, at Travis Rogers on Twitter, David Harrison of the Locked On Bucks podcast, at D Harrison 82. Travis, let's get into some of these odds. Let's get into the keys to victory. The Buccaneers, like we mentioned earlier, favored by three points. Again, I think if on Friday when that final designation comes out, I think if Tristan Wirfs is out, I think that line probably moves to even. Like honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that line just completely moves to even. And the odds makers basically say we have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah, How do you feel? How do you feel about that that three point edge to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, I, I think you know that's the conventional wisdom, right? The home team gets three points, and you know everything else is is, is kind of straight up. And I think that these two teams, you know, we saw it early in the season. We and the, and the Rams won the game, but you mentioned his name a minute ago. Rob Gronkowski got hurt in that game. He, he you know, he took that big shot, and he he didn't come back really. Um, so he so he was out. The Rams are a different team. Odell Beckham is here. He wasn't here at the last time. Uh, Robert Woods is gone. Um, there there are a lot of things that have changed. Um, the Rams thankfully do well what typically is Brady's kind of Achilles heel, which is pressure up the middle, which we talked mm-hmm. about. So I, I I like the number. I like the number for the Rams. But I look once you get into that divisional round, you know this, David, too. Games are, are very rarely lopsided. They're almost always yeah. close. And three points yeah. is close. And, you know, the, the Rams, Matt Gay, their kicker, has been really good all season long. And, and hopefully he continues to be. I'm knocking on wood as I say that. I, I do believe in yeah. jinxes and pharma, so I, I'm, I'm leaning into that a little bit. But, yeah, that feels about right to me. And, and I like it for the Rams because I think the Rams may, maybe do kick a field goal at the end to, to sneak by. Maybe they get a, a miss by the Bucs at the end or can get a stop at the end. But I, I don't think either team is, is yucking it up in the fourth quarter with five minutes to go. I think this thing goes right down to the end. Absolutely. And that's, and that's great football. I think as a, as a, as a football purist, as just a fan of the game, that's exactly what you want. And I remember uh, watching Matt Gay's rise to basically becoming almost a rock star status at training camp uh, when he was with the Buccaneers and then the, the very rapid decline. I, I think every yeah, Buccaneers man. fan has, has <laughs> the life of a kicker, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think every Bucks fan has a little bit of fear in their back of their mind. That this is going to be the Matt Gay revenge game, a Matt Gay walk off <laughs> field goal. Oh, that would just, he's been, that would just be, he's, he's been terrific for the Rams yeah. all season long. He really, really has. And uh, hopefully he can do it for a few more. Yeah, man, he's a great young man. So, I mean, from a human to human standpoint, I'm very happy for him and his family that he's found that success in Los Angeles. Travis, the key to victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game, I feel like, is kind of what we've danced around a little bit. I already mentioned it earlier in the episode. You have to get pressure on Matt Stafford. And I'm looking at Todd Bowles to find a way to manufacture Pressure. His defense is healthier than it's probably been in quite a while. Not fully healthy still. Jason Pierre-Paul still dealing with some stuff. Shaq Barrett looked pretty good, but he's still listed on the injury report. Uh, Sean Murphy, Bunting, I'm not sure if we can really expect him to play. But I think as long as you have Antoine Winfield Jr., Jordan Whitehead, Mike Edwards back there as as your safeties are available, you can do some creative things. Last time these two teams faced uh, each other, Matt Stafford only got hit four times and he was only sacked once. You gotta, You got to at least flip those numbers. You need at least four sacks on Matt Stafford and get an additional hit or two, or I don't know, five would be nice uh, against Matt Stafford. Get him off the spot, get him uncomfortable and put him in a position where he can make some of these mistakes that we've seen in some of his lesser impressive games this season. Yeah. Look, this is what the Rams were trying to fix when they made the Jared Goff trade last off season. They, they believed the thing that kept them from going to the Super Bowl is their quarterback wasn't good enough. They went out and got somebody that they felt was good enough. Well, they're in the exact same spot. The, the questions we were asking about Jared Goff are the same questions we're asking about Matthew Stafford. And when, I mean, I, I thought he had one of his best games of the season against Arizona, not because he lit it up with a bunch of touchdowns or yards. It was because no. he was clean. 
he didn't hold the ball too long. The ball came out on time. He didn't throw any interceptions. He, you know, it was good decision-making. I think that's what Rams fans need. They don't need him to throw for 400 yards. They need him to throw zero interceptions. If, if he can do that, uh, I think they're in a pretty good spot. But, you know, he, prior to Arizona, he had eight turnovers in three games. I, I mean, that, that, is, that is no bueno, obviously. So if, if, if he has one, I think the Rams can can survive. If it's mm-hmm. more than one, I think that's the that's the kiss of death. If you, if you have a couple of turnovers in a playoff game, that almost never turns out your way. I, I think it yep. does turn. I think you're right, David. I think it's from a Rams perspective on that side. If he takes good care of the football, I love their chances. If he has a game like he had against Baltimore or Minnesota or Tennessee, I, I just don't. Tom Brady's not going to let you turn it over three times and still find a way to beat him. It's just not going to happen. Absolutely. And then, Travis, what is your key to victory for the Rams? What do they absolutely have to do to leave Raymond James Stadium with a win in hand? Don't throw interceptions and make Tom Brady move his feet. It it really is that simple. That if they they play clean – and I think there's another element, too, to this, that Sean McVay – has a style, right? Sean, Sean McVay likes to throw the ball. Sean McVay likes to push the ball down the field. But we saw Cam Akers come back against Arizona. All of a sudden, they got a nice little one-two punch at running back with Sony Michelle and Cam Akers. Run the ball. Don't make Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford threw 17 passes against Arizona. You know, I'm not saying you got to throw it that few times, but if you could keep it under 25 or 30, I think that's a really good number for the Rams to have a balanced attack. Don't give it to the other team and make Brady move his feet. Yeah, and I mean, something the Buccaneers defense was able to do against the Eagles in the wild card round, get them off of their comfort, which was running the ball, force them to throw the ball for the Los Angeles Rams, trying to make them one-dimensional. I mean, anytime you can make an offense one-dimensional, it only serves uh, to, to to make your side more advantageous. Travis, I got, I got one question I have to ask you, and Bucks fans would fire me off my own show if I didn't. Bruce okay. Arians slapped Andrew Adams upside the head uh, following a fumble recovery on a punt return against the Eagles, got fined $50,000 by the NFL for that action. I think a lot of people, you know, he's going to appeal, but I think most people probably say, yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Aaron Donald was seen throwing a punch at, at an Arizona Cardinal and then trying to choke him. Now, in the court of law, he didn't reach him, right? So, And, and a lot of people are making fun of his arm length now. But like, right. so that's more of attempted choking, not actual choking. Uh, but listen, some people think Aaron needs to be suspended. Some thinks he needs to be at least fined. What is your take on the whole Aaron Donald situation? Yeah, well, but the, the thing that when it's happened, my thing is I, I just don't understand how there's a human being on earth who decides I'm going to pick a fight with Aaron Donald. I just, that, that, that was the, my takeaway was who in their right mind fights 99. But, you know, I guess different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Um, I think the NFL does a pretty good job of realizing that the star players are a big part of why this league is as successful as it is. It, it, it wasn't a great look, obviously, but like you said, you know, trying to do something is not the same as doing something. Uh, mm-hmm. There's always pushing and shoving in the NFL. There's always guys elevated uh, tempers and emotional game as we hear over and over again. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased Aaron Donald did not have to deal with any of that stuff. I don't think it was really necessary. Had he gotten his hands on him and actually choked him, I think it's a very mm-hmm. different conversation. But I think the NFL got that one right. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think Aaron, Aaron Donald like, – worst case scenario for Aaron Donald is he's getting a fine that he'll probably, again, appeal. It'll get reduced. The FedEx envelope in your locker. That's the uh, – yeah, absolutely. Get he's not getting suspended. But you know what? On From this end of the of the network, I mean, we wouldn't be heartbroken if, if Aaron Donald wasn't so. playing on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. And, of course, did, all of you out there – Did Tom Brady – like, did, did he jaywalk or something? Can we, can we get him <laughs> tossed out of the game? It's uh, something. Just try to even it out. 
<laughs> something. Uh, all of you guys out there, we appreciate you. Whatever side of the Aaron Donald conversation you're on as well, we appreciate you again for making your favorite Locked On podcast. Show your first listen or your first view every single day. Make sure you come back tomorrow on Friday. Travis and I, me with my co-host James Jarko, will be putting our finishing touches on this weekend's divisional match. One of these shows is going to have another crossover coming up next week, and one of these shows is going to officially be in draft season. Now make your second look or listen of, of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, just like the Locked on Bucks, just like the Locked on Rams podcast. Until we speak again, Bucks Nation and the Ramley. Good luck this weekend. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Thank you for joining us on Crossover Thursday here at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.